Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, Associate Editor Mark Demko. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast. Earlier this summer, Christian and I had an incredible experience in northern Manitoba um, in the Thompson area hunting with Corey Grant and All Terrain uh, Bear Hunts. I just did a piece for our crossbow revolution. I was hunting with a crossbow. Christian's going to have a piece in the um, spring of 2024. He was hunting with his bow, and uh, it was just in a world class experience and it you know it made us think boy it'd be great to highlight some of the opportunities for bow hunters in manitoba it's a big province it has a surprising array of offerings if you're looking for uh big game hunting and so um really excited to have keevan erickson from travel manitoba on keevan welcome to the podcast thank you thank you for having me i'm glad you guys made it up to to manitoba that was a uh, two years in the working i was just looking at january of 2022 was uh, the first chats about that, and it finally come to fruition. Yeah, it was incredible experience. Everything from uh, the great bear hunting to um, the most ridiculous walleye fishing I've ever done. We literally went uh, 90 seconds from camp, dropped a line, and on your first drop, you would get a walleye. You could get your limit of four fish in like 30 minutes. It was it was absolutely um, incredible. And that's when you had four people in the boat. You'd, you'd still be done fishing in like 30, 45 minutes. But uh, some of the other things that I found fascinating when we were up there is like, I think we were there in like around June 10th. And I asked when the ice goes out up there. I thought it was like, you know, I said, is this in the spring? He goes, no, our last ice is probably in the middle to the end of May. He said, things just started greening up. So, so we were pretty high up there. I mean, I think we're only a, like a 45 minute plane flight from Churchill, Manitoba, where the polar bears are, but uh, uh, enough about us. We're going to talk about the whole gamut as far as the big game hunting opportunities, but you know, let's start at the beginning. Now you're a big bow hunter yourself. So talk about how you got into bow hunting. What got you started? Well, growing up, um, we we have a farm here in a small rural community, just a, about uh, an hour north of uh, Winnipeg, uh, which is the major uh, center here in Manitoba. So, uh, growing up on the farm, got lots of land. I happen to have pretty much all the major big game species available in this area that live on our property out there. So naturally, I got into hunting at a pretty young age, and um, I was just always watching the outdoor channel and everything like that. And, and I always wanted to get into bow hunting. So I got a bow when I was maybe 13 and set a bear bait up that spring and, and killed my first bow bear with a bow. And, and it kind of went from there. So um, we've, I do all kinds of uh, black bear and, and whitetail bow hunting. And uh, my absolute favorite is elk hunting. We've got elk on our property as well, which I'm so blessed to have. But um, the only problem with that in terms of, well, not for me, but it's a resident-only season here in Manitoba. But I will say we have a pretty, uh, pretty great population in some areas and uh, some pretty big bulls. And uh, if you look at the the subspecies of elk in in, um, in the grand scheme of things, one of them is actually called the Manitoban elk, just like the Rocky Mountain elk and so on and so forth. Well, there's one designated species to this area. Yeah, I was pretty fascinated when I saw that on the. Uh... Uh, Huntfish Manitoba website it was it was it was a uh, got my attention and I was like I was reading on that and about the Manitoba elk and I was like you know I was going to ask you about that later on if there's an opportunity for non-residents but you sort of covered that now but uh, you don't think of Manitoba as a province where you can elk hunt I mean you think probably you know British Columbia Alberta maybe some parts of Saskatchewan so that that sort of blew me away but uh, you know 
we're based here in the United States, but I'm sure that a large portion of your um, tourism comes from hunters traveling up from the U.S. So uh, let's start by like asking, what's the most popular big game species for hunters who are coming up from the United States? It would it would definitely be what you guys did, black bear. The opportunity is is really endless for black bear in the province. You've got them from the U.S. border, Ontario border, Saskatchewan border, right up to the coast of the Hudson Bay and the tundra. So they're all over the province, and we have lots of operators that offer uh, uh, guided black bear hunts. So um, in the spring, it's a pretty busy time for those operators, but the fall as well. And and so that would be probably the number one game species that people come from. Uh, coming from the south uh, to, to target in the province. But, um, you know, um, caribou numbers are a little bit down. Uh, it's not that they're down, but the migration has shifted a little bit. That would have probably always been number two. But um, uh, they're not coming down into to Manitoba until a little bit more in the later part of the season, which uh, uh, there still is some pretty cool caribou opportunity up in the far north, but uh, uh, a little less than than before. And then obviously we've got the white tails that would be the next big pillar for uh big game hunting here in the province yeah now you know you touched on uh, a couple of different species here but let's stick with the black bears for a minute i think you know when you when you when especially if you only have a chance i live in pennsylvania you only get a chance to hunt in eastern canada uh, i would say that manitoba has a, a couple really big pluses uh, a lot of your province is more remote you actually get some really big bears up there so talk a little bit about that but uh you also get a good amount of color phase bears so, so whether you're looking for a trophy size black bear or you're looking for a color phase bear um you're going to have that opportunity when you come and hunt in, in your province with your efforts but but touching that a little bit like why do the bears get so big and and what are some of the different color phases you see i mean you've been obviously hunting bear yourself for a number of years yeah, the the black bear, there's just such a diverse range of um, like terrain in the province. We've got some straight flat prairie. You got some crazy rolling hills and big farmland, big bush, big swamp. And then you get into like the the Canadian Shield, and uh, then you get up into the tundra. And and so a little bit of everything. The bears and bears are very adaptable. They they survive in everything. So. Um, there's a lot of remote reaches of the province and that's where a lot of the bear operators hunt out of, but um, it allows those bears to get old. They grow like bears can grow, live 30 years in the wild out here. And, and that's been, that's been proven. I mean, that may be not common all the time, but I know 20 years is a pretty common age for a big mature boar killed in the province. So um, they just have the opportunity to grow old and resident hunting pressure. Isn't that, that, high either if not for the u.s hunters uh um coming to the province it would be tough to keep the populations in check that's how that's how that's the type of hunt it is there's going to be lots of bears you're going to see lots of bears and then regionally around the province there's some pretty high uh percentages of color face bears where some some will have like 10 20 percent and i know some some in the northern region they're they're approaching 50% and higher of color phase bears. So you got the, you know, the blondes, the chocolates, um, the cinnamons and kind of every shade in between. So um, it's, it's a pretty neat opportunity. Um, it's for, for a lot of people, they don't even realize that bears are not just black bears are not just black all the time. They come in all sorts of colors and uh, it's pretty, pretty neat to see them in the wild as you, you guys got to, to see. 
Oh yeah, it was a fascinating experience. Christian got a, a cinnamon face bear, a cinnamon color bear. It was just a beautiful, beautiful animal. But uh, you know, you, you, we we sort of went over it. But the other thing you want to say is like if if you've hunted a bears and you've been on one of those hunts where you only see one or two bears a week, uh, Corey said to us straight off, he's like, "Don't shoot the first bear you see." And uh, I think one of the nights that Christian was out, he saw five bears. Well, that five bears was the most I've seen on my three previous bear hunts, and I ended up seeing two in the two nights I hunt. So so you really have an opportunity to see a good number of bears as well so it's if, if like if bear hunting is your thing or even if you've never done it manitoba is absolutely worth the trip because you're going to have a top a big bear color phase bear you're going to see multiple bears during the hunt and and like you said there's all types of opportunities from um more remote areas to some pretty accessible areas so that that's a good thing there as far as like if you've never been on a bear hunt you want to head up there it's great great opportunities oh yeah yeah that's uh it's it's pretty special and you know, I've I've hunted bears for 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 a number of years now, and for me, it's not even necessarily harvesting one is my goal. But I have, like, you know, you can I've seen you know upwards of over ten bears, fifteen bears in a night when you've got sows and cubs and everything, and just sitting in that tree watching bears do bear things. Like, it's their intelligence is absolutely incredible, and that alone is worth the price of a mission. Just watching them how they interact with each other, interact with the the bait you make things tricky for them to get at and they figure it out and uh that right there is is what i enjoy the most out of bear hunting yeah and i will tell you something i'd never done before on, on a bear hunt and, and we talked to Corey about this we wanted to sit on the ground we were doing some some videotaping and um we thought that would be great for the camera work but also it give you a whole different perspective bear eye level shall we say uh the bear i got came by 10 yards i turned my head and it was standing right there that was a pretty incredible experience so uh yeah you can absolutely hunt out of a tree stand um with a bow a crossbow a rifle but it's totally different ball game when you're sitting on the ground wondering what that bear is going to do and uh you know you mentioned they're really smart they're all very cautious they know where that food is but uh this bear came in all the trails came in um from uh, the opposite side of us the wind was blowing in my from the bait to us this bear came in right behind me so it was obviously following the wind really carefully but uh uh yeah incredible experience you have to get up to manitoba and hunt bears if you've never done it but you have a, a lot of other big game that you could on i'm going to guess that you offer some pretty good white-tail deer hunting oh there's um there's amazing deer populations and and opportunities in the province it's uh we've there's there's big bucks and and the one thing unique to manitoba that we we offer unique to any province is that um, we don't have baiting in Manitoba. You can't bait mm-hmm. for white tips. And it really, uh, it really brings you into a, you kind of become more immersed into like uh, really a pursuit of that deer. Um, you're, you're, you're getting on those, um, those, those rutting corridors, you're sitting over a scrape line or, you know, like how most people hunt whitetails uh, back home you get to do that here and you get to really feel like you're in the pursuit um, one-on-one um, uh, with, with the deer. So it's pretty cool. And the, the white tails, I mean, there's a couple over my shoulders. You might be able to see there's, there's good white tails in this province. And, uh, and uh, we have a ton of operators that offer it. And and there's some pretty, pretty stellar white tails that get taken from this province every year. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when you think about, uh, Manitoba, you have a wide range of habitat. How far do the whitetails go? How far north can you find whitetails in the province? It's pretty shockingly far north. How um, how far north the whitetails will be um, up in up in your where you were in Thompson? You're get, you're probably not going to run into to any whitetails there, but not too far off there. There might be a few stragglers, and then 
on the other side of the province, there is the, the Paw and Flin Flon, Manitoba. And uh, there's a small little piece of agriculture out in that country too. And those are um, some of the furthest north of whitetails um, in North America, never mind, uh, you know, just the, mm -hmm. the province, right? That's pretty, pretty neat. And as you can imagine, the harsh climate that we do get in the cold of the winter here, um, our deer have to be big to survive that. And, and that's another uh, big selling feature to, to our whitetail product is just how big the bodies are on a big mature whitetail here. Yeah, I'm guessing. And, and you know, um, thinking about weights, I'm guessing like living here in the U.S., those some of those bucks must go well over 200 pounds. We would say, I don't know how you would equate that to uh, your weights, but I mean, they've got to be some big body deer to survive those winters. I know on the extreme end of things, a few years back, uh, one of my uh, uncles, he had killed uh, a whitetail that um, that field dressed at uh, like 260 pounds. So that's uh, that's an indication that it was, you know, how big that's uh, that's a that's a big deer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, I'm guessing, you know, um, keying in on food sources is, is is pretty important when you're hunting and obviously uh, transition zones and things like that. Um, but uh, you mentioned an area where there's concentrated agriculture. I'm guessing the rest of it was surrounded by uh, forests, crown lands and things like that. Uh, but I'm guessing that's sort of a magnet for for the whitetail populations that are up there. Um, so I'm assuming those are the two big things, but I, I'm guessing you offer some stellar moose hunting as well. Now, the moose is my favorite thing to hunt. I've been up to Newfoundland, oh, I say about four or five times, but I just love moose hunting. Talk a little bit about the opportunities for moose up there, but also is it something where a, a resident can, excuse me, a non-resident can easily get a tag? So sort of twofold there. You must have some great moose hunting in certain areas, but how hard is it for a non-resident to get a tag? Yeah, especially in the far reaches of the north, like where where you were in Thompson, you're not even like in terms of the grand scheme of the province, that's like about halfway to the very, very top of the province. And that's yeah. the end of the line. There's no roads beyond that. Right. Um, so uh, there is huge, huge country. It's it's you probably can fit several states in that top part of Manitoba where there's no roads. So it's just pure wilderness. And a lot of that is moose habitat. And and so when you've got. Um, no roads, no, no humans and a lot of moose, you're going to get mature bulls. You're going to get big bulls. And, and each year there's, there's, there's monster bulls killed in the, those parts of the province. Uh, you know, it, they exceed 60 inches uh, several times, uh, a few, uh, 60 inch plus bulls taken each year in, in this province. So the, the quality is there and there's a lot of, um, there is opportunity to, for us residents to get the, get the tag. There's a lot of uh, outfitters, um, on our website, huntfishmanitoba.com, we have, it's pretty much the ultimate resource for everything um, hunting and fishing in this province. So you can, you can go through the site, search each, uh, look up moose, and then you can find uh, various outfitters that offer uh, a moose hunt in this province. So it makes um, your decision-making and, and, and the process of booking a hunt to Manitoba pretty easy. Yeah, and and shameless plug for Corey and all-terrain bear hunts. While he's known for his bear hunts, he's also a moose hunting guide, and uh, he's taken some of the biggest uh, bulls in the province over the years, and including sixty inches. He he showed us some while we were up there, and it just he showed us a video clip that was taken. Oh, I want to say twelve years ago, but it was a like a sixty-inch bull. The guy got it like seven yards. The thing's literally coming right by him. He had to get down on the ground to get a shot off. So so he was showing some of this. But I think he said that was like an hour plane flight north of where we were even at. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Outside of Thompson, the roads peter out pretty quickly, and they yeah. it's just wide open country. Now, yeah. your prime moose season is, is at a, a September, October affair. When are people out there hunting moose? 
Yeah, so like the moose rut really kicks into gear, I would say the last week of September. So generally speaking, once that 21st of September rolls around, things really start rocking and rolling in the moose world. And that's where the majority of hunters are going from there to maybe um, October 14th or something like that. And that, that little chunk of three weeks, that's kind of the prime moose hunting time where you can call them in, get them grunting in your face. And and uh, when they're up there, they're not, they've likely never seen a human before too. So a lot of those encounters, even if they do see your silhouette, it doesn't concern them because that doesn't equate to them as a threat. So you're, you're, you're basically, you know, hunting untouched wilderness and, and untouched moose. And it's pretty, it's a pretty neat opportunity. And, and like you said, the size that Corey's gotten up there, I know Corey, Corey knows his moose hunting. Um, they, a lot of people think you got to go to, you know, the Yukon or Alaska to see that type of quality. And, and we do have that in this province. I mean, of course, um, it's not the, the Alaskan Yukon moose, but it's, there, there's some that rival it for sure, and the bodies on them are massive as well. Yeah, he was saying something about uh, the, the genetics in, in the moose, and, and really got our attention when he started showing some of those uh, bulls that had been taken. We were blown away, and, and uh, you know, like you said, it's you don't think of maybe Manitoba for getting sixty inch moose, but the quality of the animal that people were getting was just astounding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm sure that you know there's there's a variety of other species you have, but I wanted to ask you what's something that bow hunters can target in your province that you maybe wouldn't think of you mentioned the elk when we started but is there something else and uh you know people wouldn't think of coming to manitoba to bow hunt or just to hunt in general well i would say apart from bow hunting one of the one of the best and biggest hunting products is our waterfowl opportunities here yeah. there's like the we have, we're right in the the middle of the of two different flyways that come over manitoba and so the 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 waterfall opportunities here are second to none but uh in regards to to uh bow hunting i mean you, there's a there's um there's a lot of opportunities to go and do a bear hunt but also have that chance at shooting a wolf with your bow with each tag that you get at a bear bear operator you have uh, the ability to also tag a wolf so should uh you be sitting over your bear bait and a wolf comes over you've got that opportunity to harvest a wolf with your bow which is pretty neat yeah, and we had some wolves come in, but it wasn't on the night we were on the bait. Uh, we got some great trail cam shots, but uh, um, I'm assuming that's a fall-only proposition or opportunity. I'm assuming yeah, that's by the fall June season. the season's over for wolves. Yeah, sorry, that's that's yeah, fall fall season. And same with the other big game uh, tags in the fall. Every all of those come with the opportunity to take a wolf. And beyond that, they also have uh, there's uh, they can also offer wolf hunts throughout the winter. Operators can 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 offer you can purchase a wolf hunt and come here in the winter and, you know, sit and wait and try to take a wolf. And if, if you want to use a bow, I'm sure there's operators that would be willing to tackle that. I was just going to ask you, do you now, Corey said in his neck of the woods, it got to like minus 40 in the winter, I think January, yeah. February. Have you ever heard, or do you know anybody has ever taken a, a timber wolf with a bow? Um, only over bear baits. Uh, that's, I have heard of that happening, um, specifically targeting them. I, I would suppose that you would, you'd want to get a, you know, a, find one of their moose kills or something. And, yeah. uh, you could set a tree stand up over that and your, your odds would be pretty good. But like I said, you probably would almost rather be in a ground blind of some nature in that time of year. It's pretty inhospitable. You can get nice birds of weather, but, uh, um, uh, 
I suppose you could sit in a tree in that weather and and battle it out and 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 get that opportunity. But um, yeah. I've definitely heard of people uh, lucking out at bear baits and and shooting wolves, which is pretty neat too. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was incredible to know that the wolves were in. Like I said, they weren't on the baits the night we were in there, but uh, right before we got there and right after uh, they were in there. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take a quick break here, Keevan, and, and remind everybody as we're listening, you know, whether you're thinking about traveling up to Manitoba or you're getting ready for, for deer season here uh, in the United States, all of our bow seasons are opening now or soon. The, the Bow Honey Podcast is presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. We've got the gear, we've got the knowledge, and we've got the passion. Um, you know, I wanted to go back to something you touched on very early on in our conversation because I was sort of intrigued. You mentioned you have, I don't know if it's limited, but maybe um, select caribou hunting opportunities. Talk a little bit about that. Like, you've, we've got to be pretty far up in the province for caribou, but talk about um, the caribou hunting opportunities, where you need to go, what that experience is like, um, and so forth. Yeah, so the the caribou still do. There's still caribou opportunities. Generally, in the past, like that's an August September season uh, where there's a handful of uh, operators that that offer those type of hunts. Some of them are like spike camps on the tundra, and you're you're chasing down the the herd and and, and cutting cutting them off as they're migrating across. And there still is that opportunity, which is um, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, the spectacles that that can provide, but. Um, is the, the migration has definitely shift over the last maybe six or eight years that it's uh, there's less than there used to be, but it's just a natural ebb and flow, I think, of their of their migration routes. And and I would imagine we'll be seeing an increase again here in a handful of years, but uh, um, not not too far in the distant future. There was um, it was 100 percent success ratio success ratio at two caribou like there you get two tags when you would go up and it was a hundred percent success ratio for pretty well every outfitter in the in the in the far north for those caribou hunts and a lot of those were bow bow hunters as well so um you know you'd get those thousands and thousands of animals moving up moving down from the the northern territories into the northern reaches of the province and pretty neat opportunity yeah, for anybody who knows about caribou hunting, especially in the eastern part of Canada, the, the herds have been drastically reduced and shifted migrations. And so you can't hunt anymore in Quebec and things like that. But uh, uh, you mentioned that the opportunities can still be pretty good. Have you reduced your number of tags a hunter can get from one to two? Excuse me, from two to one? Mo there's uh, three three zones that have uh, caribou seasons, and two of them, I believe, are just one tag, and then the other one is still two tags. But um, um I'm not so sure how successful they are at those two tags at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I did speak to some operators who offer that and they're hopeful that it's just a kind of a few years and we should start seeing that earlier migration from my understanding that the caribou are still coming down, but it's not until, you know, into the winter and then they, they kind of make their way down into this area. That makes some cold bone hunting as well. So <laughs> yeah. uh, now I'm going to go out on a limb and we're either going to talk about something exciting or I'm going to totally embarrass myself here. I'm assuming you have some opportunities to hunt wild turkeys in, in the province. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I thought I read that one time somewhere. And and so talk a little bit about that, because there's a lot of bow hunters who enjoy it, especially if you're like a, a wild turkey aficionado. There's a lot of bow hunters who will travel, a lot of hunters who will travel to turkey hunt. So, so talk about turkey hunting in the province. Yeah, like... Uh, again, this is one of those ones that is a resident only season, but uh -huh. we have okay. really, really strong population of turkeys uh, throughout the south 
and southern south and southwestern part of the province and uh it's something i get around to doing uh every spring and it's it's just a blast as you know i'm sure but uh currently it's uh resident only and um perhaps uh that population gets to a strong enough number where that can be offered uh to non-residents into the future but uh as it stands right now it's uh it's resident only yeah, and so you obviously have a decent population in certain areas, but I'm not coming up to hunt them. Anyway, hopefully that'll change in the future. But, you know, we are the bow hunting podcast, but I have to to go back to the fishing. Let's do an overview of the great fishing opportunities you have in the province. Because like I said, I did some of the most ridiculous walleye fishing I've ever done in my life. As a matter of fact, some of the best fishing I've done for anything in my life. Uh, and it was the same when you went out day after day, you would catch the fish. And, and we threw the vast majority of them back, kept one or two for the dinner plate. But uh, absolutely incredible walleye fishing on that grass river system. So I don't know if you want to touch on, 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 on that opportunity, but let's do an overview of the province first. Yeah, for sure. Like Manitoba is... Uh is like a mecca for for fishing open water and ice fishing uh we have over a hundred thousand lakes in the province which is kind of hard to wrap your head around but that's a uh, big number it's a big number but once you start zooming in on the northern portion of the province it's not a big surprise that there's a hundred thousand lakes it's it's often looks like more water than land in some of those areas but a hundred thousand lakes and we have over we have 30 uh species that are targetable so it's like a multi-species uh, factory and you've got a lot of different styles of fishing you've got the massive lake winnipeg and lake manitoba that are are in the the center portion of the uh, of the province that in lake winnipeg's not far off uh you know the size of some of the great lakes and it's uh it's it's a massive body of water and it's like a walleye fishing mecca too for for giant walleyes and and what's unique to that fishery is their greenback walleyes you can google that to get an idea of what they look like they have an emerald green back on them and uh, they're unique to only lake winnipeg there's no other lake that have walleyes that look like that and it's a huge draw especially for u.s anglers um, but heading up to the north we've got as you as you experienced um just some incredible walleye fishing but you've also got some specialty lakes uh with massive lake trout and and there's a lot of drive to accessible lakes that have lake trout in them and a lot of fly in uh, fly in fishing lodges that offer it as well. But um, they're way more accessible than than most lake trout across the uh, North America is you can you can drive right to these massive northern lakes pavement from Winnipeg right to the lodge and, and catch some giant lake trout. And they have obviously the giant northern pikes as, as well as is prominent right across the entire region. And then you can go north and you can get into um uh free like sea run brook trout like natural brook trout coming off the coast of the hudson bay you've got uh -huh. those northern river systems that have the arctic grayling and pretty just pretty unique opportunities from from all over the place and and you got the the white shell provincial park in the southeast corner of the province it's kind of where the canadian shield starts to take over manitoba uh -huh. and uh those lakes are all right full of smallmouth bass some incredible smallmouth bass fisheries out there and so, yeah, it's just a really unique province with diverse landscape and many different options and lakes to fish. So um, uh, and and really, really great management from the province as well. And and uh, they continue to advance like a conservation focused mindset to preserve these fisheries and, and make sure all those big fish that are caught are put back and to be caught again. So, yeah. And, and you know, on, on the Grass River where we were fishing, um, they had a number of um, regulations in place to protect the fishery. Um, hope I can remember this off the top of my head. I think you're only allowed to keep four fish a day. Um, could only be 21 and a half inches long 
or smaller, uh, then that fish had to go back in the water to protect the breeding stock. I believe it was also barbless hooks. You can only use barbless hooks. So it's great how you're really trying to uh, protect some of these incredible fisheries that you have. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people who hunt fish as well. And, you know, you you have a great the the uh, Hunt Fish Manitoba website is great. It's huntfishmanitoba.ca. Go check it out if you're looking for a fishing guide or hunting guide. It's it's an incredible resource, chock full of information. Uh, you know, I, I, I we should touch on because because you know when you're planning a hunting trip, it takes a while to put it together. Um, I'm assuming in the province, talk about, like do you need to hunt with a licensed outfitter or guide. If you are. Is it, do they make it pretty easy for a hunter to get a tag and things like that? Let's talk a little bit about uh, the process of coming up to hunt in the province. Yeah, so um, to hunt big game in Manitoba, you have to go through a lodger outfitter. Um, the process is is very easy. I mean, some outfitters are busier than others, so maybe you you book you you reach out and maybe they can't get you in this year, but they'll get you in next year kind of thing. But for the most part, if you are in the in the spring and or looking for a, a whitetail hunt in the fall, you're going to be able to find a place to go in Manitoba that same year. Um, it's that there's um, a, a great allocation system for the lodges and outfitters. It's not, um, yeah. there's not too many tags for sure. There's still the conservation mindset of, of making sure there's not uh, too much take on the landscape, but also um, it's very accessible and they spread them out across the entire province. So um so to really target the deer in all different places in this province, it's a, it's a pretty neat opportunity. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And, you know, um, the other thing I wanted to have you just talk about, let's, you know, my last question I have for you here is, um, I've never been up to Manitoba. What's your elevator pitch? What's your one minute pitch that's going to get me to come up and uh, hunt? I think just, this is the, the outdoorsman's paradise out here. And, and I'm, I get to live it every day because I live here. I live on the shores of Lake Manitoba. I can. I'm looking at the lake right now. The anywhere you go, as soon as you're outside of the city, you're there's some sort of opportunity to hunt or fish, whether it's upland game or waterfowl. Or you do some whitetail. Like just every square inch of this province outside of the city, it has is a wildlife rich environment. And where there's no land and you got water, it's some of the best fishing you'll find. So. Um, Manitoba, I, I I think of myself as very fortunate to live here because I can, I get to do every day what what many people from the U.S. come up here to do, uh, you know, once in a lifetime type of trip. So uh, Manitoba is an amazing place for outdoorsmen and and uh, the U.S. license plate lines, U.S. license plates lined up at the the float plane uh, launches and all the boat ramps and stuff speak for itself. Yeah, and, and and two things really hit home with me there. One was you were talking about uh, the walleye fishing on Lake Winnipeg, and uh, there was a couple that was in the in the the bear camp with us that had stopped up there just a couple of weeks before, and they showed us these fish they were catching. They were just big walleye, and I was like, wow. So you have opportunities to catch numbers or, or big fish if that's what you want to target. But uh, you know, talking about the bear hunt that we were on, we had really high expectations coming up. And the province and Corey, everything just blew us away. It was one of my top two trips I've ever taken in my life. It, it was just an incredible experience from start to finish. And that's saying a lot when you have high expectations coming in. But but the opportunities you have for, for big game hunting, for waterfowl, 
for fishing for warm water and cold water species. I mean, it really is an outdoor mecca, shall we say. And, um, you know, I want to thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule. I'm guessing this is one of your busiest times of year where you're on the road a lot, probably because the weather's nice and you're trying to get a lot of filming and promotion done and things for the province. But but thank you so much. And uh, I just want to leave everybody with this thought. If you're looking for an opportunity for a world-class hunting or angling experience, please check out Huntfish Manitoba. CA. You won't be disappointed. The province is incredible from top to bottom. Even thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is a, is a great time. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.